Hey, John, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's good to hear your voice. It's good to hear your voice as well. You know, you have, you have one of those voices that you can't uh, can't miss. So uh, <laughs> it's good to hear your voice. Oh man, you're kind. You out? Uh, you out on the ranch? Uh, what you doing this morning? This morning, um, I'm not on the ranch today. We, my family and myself, we took a little small vacation. Oh. Um, so we're actually in Colorado. Oh. We're near a mountain, and we've been doing some bike riding and some hiking and. I floated down the river yesterday for the nice. first time ever in my life. Nice. So, um, <laughs> fly fishing. Uh, I posted a, a, a video, video on Facebook the other day where I was uh, learning how to fly fish. So it's been a blast. Man, and and so I apologize for interrupting your vacation, but thanks for being no, on with us. No, you're fine. Yeah. No. And that's why you were confirming the time, right? Because you're in the mountain yeah. time zone. Yeah. So <laughs> I was about to. I just got went and worked out this morning, and I was like fixing to step in the shower. I was kind of like, and you, and you text me, right? I'm like, uh, like that's this right now. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're ahead of me. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, it worked out perfect. Very cool. Well, we won't keep you long. Once you get back to that, uh, I bet that water tubing down the water and standing there fly fishing. I bet that's nice and cool, isn't it? It's it's when you first put your feet in it, uh-huh. it's like getting into a cold tub, uh, and then once you get in it, it actually warms up. It, it, it's wow. actually yeah, it warms up real fast though. Very nice. That's yeah, cool. it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's. I remember when I was in college and people would go down to, I guess it was New Bronzeville or somewhere mm-hmm. tubing down in the lake. I never, I never went. I never, I mean, down the river, I never went. But uh, I, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, man, I probably should have went and did this. This was really enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you know. You just land there floating. <laughs> but Colorado, man, Colorado in the summer especially, oh, it's really, really nice. So y'all enjoy your time up there. Hey, having you yes, on uh, reprises uh, what we did when you were in school here, the Jason and John Show. We did an interview yes. every week during the football season. I guess your senior year, right? Maybe your junior yes. and senior year. But that that was fun. I remember those days uh, very fondly. It was, it was great, and I enjoyed it. And um, I honestly wish I would have kept it going to kind of learn more about uh, the stuff you do kind of from a interviewing perspective and media and things like that. But yeah, the Jason and John show is a legendary, <laughs> legendary time and moment in life. Everybody stops. Everybody listen. It's time for the Jason and John show. Uh-huh, yeah. The world <laughs> stopped. Absolutely. And you are a natural. So, I mean, you are a natural. You, you don't need any tips. You're, you're very good at handling that. Wow. You really are. I mean, you're a natural. Well, I appreciate it, Dylan. Yeah. You know, obviously you're a natural. You're also a professional editor, so uh, <laughs> you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it means... How long have you been doing it, John? Uh, let's see. So this year coming up, and we hope I hope we have a year coming up. This will be my 34th year doing games and 26th doing play-by-play. So it has been a while. Wow. Yeah. You realize how old I am, John? Uh, Tell me. 34 years old. Oh, that doesn't seem possible. <laughs> it really doesn't <laughs> seem possible. Yeah. You, you are 34. 86. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's wild. Hey, that uh, awesome. congratulations on being selected to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. That, that's a tremendous honor. Uh, tell us what, what emotions you had when you got that call from Walter uh, letting you know you were selected. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it, it, it was a uh, – it was a surreal moment. Things I'm gonna say, things stopped for me for a minute, and you know, you get those goosebumps, and you you want to cry, and you just kind of sit there for a second and, and take it all in, and you know, you immediately text people that you feel are important to you of that phase of your life, and um, you know, I just it's a, it's an honor. 
it's definitely an honor. Um, I don't take it lightly. I just, you know, as you think about the time we put in at Baylor, me and the the class that I came in with, and, you know, just uh, the day after day after day, year after year, and just for the university or the college that helped me become a man or who I am today, just to, to remember me or think that I was great enough to be in our Hall of Fame. I mean, that's an honor. That's such an honor. And I just, I humbly receive it. I humbly thank God for it. And it's just, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I guess once you get it, you can't take it back, can't take it back. And, you, you know, so I started kind of thinking about the years, the days, the sweat, the tears, the blood, the real, you know, a lot of people say that, but, you know, I use it. I use a, um, an idea that, you know, our train, my training around was Floyd Casey and the weight room there and the facility there and, and what we had there, the people that we had, the timing that we had. And obviously now Baylor's changed a lot. So it's a blessing. It's definitely, 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 definitely cool. It's, it's cool. <laughs> 2005, it's really cool. 2005 to 2008, you were here. Uh, and, and you talk about Floyd Casey Stadium and, and where Baylor football is now. But as Jerry wrote in his article about you, you know, Baylor didn't get to where, you know, they are now without guys like you, you know, laying that foundation. Uh, do you do you have some pride there in what you did, you know, kind of setting the tone and, and really building that foundation for Baylor football? It's, it's something that is it, rooted, it gets rooted in your heart and you embed it in your mind and you just know. Um. I don't think that there is much credit given to that first year that Art Browse was here. Uh, that's when Robert Griffin was a true freshman, 16 years old, and the group of guys that embraced Coach Kaz and Art Browse and, and what the direction they were trying to do. And, you know, we just were fortunate enough to be there at that time. And for me, I was, at, uh, I would say, an alpha to our football team. So I believe I, you know, I had a lot riding on me waking up every day and um, just the way I carried myself around the other 70 to hundred people that were there as a team captain and as a leader of the team. So therefore I did take a lot of responsibility for our failures and our success personally. Hmm. And, um, you know, I thank God that it worked out. We didn't, we didn't have a winning season my senior year. But we we won a lot of games that we just lost points, you know, by a field goal or something real small. But um, it was a life changing experience. It was a Baylor program changing experience, and I and I didn't want to leave. I remember the last game we played Texas Tech. Um, I was in the locker room with O line. We, we were just kind of just hugging each other. Uh, Coach Clemens asked me, you know, how did you play? I said, Coach. I said, you know, I left it all there. Everything I can do and can be was left on that field for better today. And I said, I really don't want to leave. I just, I remember I just broke down. I wasn't really a crier, you know. I broke down and just boohooed and cried and hugged everybody and we all hugged each other. I just knew that was my last, my last down at Baylor, but we were just getting started. You know, I, obviously I wanted to go to the NFL so bad. Right. But I felt like we were just getting started and I knew it. And, you know, um, I don't remember exactly what Art Brown said to me, but he came by and said something along those lines. It's like, uh, you know, you just lay a foundation. 
and thank you. You yeah. know what I mean? I just I'll just never forget that those moments. You didn't you didn't have a redshirt year, did you? You played four straight. How, how no, no, I redshirted. Remember, oh, you did. Okay. Uh, I came in Baylor. Actually, I came to Baylor at a, at a defensive end. Yeah, defensive end <laughs> slash tight end. Tight end, right? Um, me and Coach Morris talked about what I wanted to do. Really, was play offensive line. He told me that he wanted me to play tight end for one year as a blocking tight end and catch a few passes if I could, which I ended up doing. Um, and um. And he told me to, you know, put on weight, which is what I did. I came to Baylor about 220 pounds, and I left at 305 and around 17% body fat. Wow. So um, that first year I put on, I think I was 275 going into the first training camp, the next training camp, excuse me. And I started a tight end that year and just kind of never looked back. Put on about 10 pounds a year of muscle and followed the plan that Coach Morris, you know, and myself sat down and talked about. And um, it worked out, obviously. Coach Morris to uh, Coach Bryles, you were a part of that coaching change, and then Randy Clements was here as your offensive line coach. How uh, you know how instrumental was Coach Clements in you uh, becoming an, an All American, consensus All American, and the number two pick in the NFL draft? So Coach Clements, when now some people knew this and some people didn't know it that between my so right when Coach Morris left, it was after my junior season. Um, and there was there was a lot of emotions in that, and I thank God that I didn't make a permanent decision in a temporary situation and be emotional. And Coach Clements would, when he first came, they they would, if you ask him, they would tell you that I was the first recruit because I was leaving. I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna go to NFL. I'm gonna go. You know, whatever grade I get, wherever I get drafted, if I get drafted, I'm gone. You know, <laughs> I was just being emotional, and um, because we we were losing, and then you know. You just kind of get caught up in the moment of what's going on, coaching change. Well, Coach Clements talked to me from a 30,000-foot perspective, and it caught my intellectual understanding at the time where it made me not be emotional. He said to me things like, just being honest with you, no offensive lineman from here has been drafted, but I have guys that I got from high school and they were drafted in the first round, second round, third round. Right now, there's a lot of things I can teach you that I think would be instrumental for you to prove yourself and finish what you're trying to do here. You know, and I just kind of made it plain. You're not finished. And if you think you're finished right now, you're going to have a taste in your mouth the rest of your life. You know, you're just going to – you're leaving some stuff undone here. Wow. And I just really didn't – yeah. And so he told me that. And I said, okay, you know, I'll think about that. That's kind of how he talked to me. He talked to me from an intellectual perspective mm-hmm. that, you know, I know what to do with you, mm-hmm. and and I can fix your problem you got. And that's kind of, I guess, the, the situation I was at that point in my life was there were some problems going on mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, I were, and, and I didn't know how to fix them. I would say, I know how to fix them. But new people came in that did know how to fix them. Coach Clements, Coach Kyes, Coach Browse. So, uh, and Coach Kyle's staff, Coach Davis and Coach Roof, were still at Baylor, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those guys were by me day by day. And to this point, to right now, this to this day, Coach Roof and Coach Davis still talk to me, still check on me, still open open their arms to me, you know, because, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of what you experience in college has changed. You're changing always. And I just was, I guess, emotional about it but coach Clements really 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 just intellectually 
lifted me. And then he gave me responsibility of the offensive line. He said, you know, as you go, we go. And he would always tell me, only your best will be blessed. So don't ever show up and not give your best. All I ask you for is your best. All I ask you for is your best. So that was, you know, taking notes when he's talking. That was listening to him. If I agreed or disagreed, it was supporting what he was saying. It was learning the techniques and then also teaching them to the freshmen that were coming in. Uh, I was holding myself accountable off the field. You know, I still have the notes that he gave me that he personally wrote with his hands and said, stay low-key off the field. You have to really, really learn how to not get involved with college life and be a professional right now. He would tell me that when I got out of class, he would say, hey, come to my office and let's look at a few things together. So I would get out of class. You know, I was, I was, I'd already graduated. So I kind of had some classes to be eligible to play football, and they were over probably, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. And I would hop in the truck, get some lunch, and go over there and sit at his desk in his office with him. And we would just hang out, watch film, study guys. And he'd go into my brain and say, what do you see? What do you think? Ah, this, this, this. Okay, we'll hear some plays we're thinking. What do you think? I'm, I mean, it made me feel like I had a, a say-so. In what we're, no, I probably didn't have a say-so, but it made me feel like I did. Sure, sure. And he really was just challenging me to study my guys and teach me how to study them. You know, the way they look, the way they're walking, the way they look how long he was on, look how he played this guy, look at his good and his bad. And he just really – from a standpoint of offensive linemen and mentally, he understood what I needed, which, and then he would tell me, you know, he would challenge me to bring somebody else with me. So then I would look out to Dan Gay or J.D. Walden or at the time or James Bernard um, and see if, you know, Jordan Hervey and just kind of, we'd all kind of molded together based off of Coach Clements just taking time to say, you know, here's what I can do for you guys. We can get some stuff finished, you know, and so, you know, I was a senior, and James Bernard was a senior, Dan Gay was a senior. Dan Gay got very close to being drafted. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think if he would have, um, you know, just had a better combine and, and showing, he would have probably got drafted in the fifth round. Wow. <clears throat> just my opinion, you know, just me looking at it. Because um, he still went on to the NFL and tried out and, and, and stuck with some teams for about two or three years, but just not being drafted didn't really give him that, that chance just walking there as a guy they were looking to play. Uh, J.D. Walden ends up going and getting drafted in the second round. Uh, following me with Danny. Danny got drafted in the first round. Um, I don't really know after that, but those are just guys that I was. I was in, like when I was left and was a rookie in the NFL. I still was in touch with Danny and working. I came back in the springtime and obviously worked with him on some stuff at practice. And he ended up going first round right behind me as yeah. a left tackle. So yeah. I was a first round left tackle. The very next tackle was a left tackle. Um, and then J.D. Walton was a second rounder. I mean, those are guys right there, bam, bam, bam. They coached Clemens, coached. They were top draft picks. And we're going to play in the NFL. J.D. Walton played, you know, six or seven years before he started getting hurt. Now, Danny, he was a firefighter and a little distracted. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story, but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a whole other story. But, you know, she'll take away the fact that he made it to the NFL. Yeah. But, um, you know, Coach Clemens was a big part of that, and I don't think he got enough credit from me or from anybody of just how – how he thought and how he thinks. Um, you know, his wife reached out to me last year to for his birthday. This was his last birthday, actually. This uh, whatever his birthday was, I think last year. Uh-huh. And uh, we did some. I was trying, I wanted to go see him, but we ended up sending him like a sign ball or something like that. But uh, yeah, very cool. he's very, 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 very instrumental in my life and my success. Whether I had better. 
Jason Smith with us, uh, electee to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. Hey, final question. Catch everybody up on uh, what you're doing now uh, besides vacation in Colorado, and uh, tell us about your family. So I live in Fairfield, Texas. Uh, when I was when I left Fairfield, oh, excuse me, I left Waco, uh, a friend of mine that named Tony Brackens, who was a uh, played at UT, mm-hmm. lived in Fairfield, and he invited me to his home. I stayed there while I was kind of training, getting ready to get drafted. He kind of worked with me on some football stuff, and he took me to church. Was the main thing he did with me, and um, just allowed me to, to 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 mature as a as a Christian and a follower of Jesus Christ, which was great for me. Um, and from there, I moved in. I moved to a ranch next door. Actually, I bought a ranch next door with uh, some money I made in the NFL. Um, got married. We um, built a horse program, which is a breeding program, breeding operation with stud horses. Um, then from there, you know, I had a desire just to kind of be a cowboy and then not be involved with city life. So mm-hmm. we just kind of stuck with the country life and raise horses, train them, sell them, kind of a business deal. So, uh, I have a wife, I've been married for 10 years now. Um, and we have a five-year-old son and we have a two-year-old daughter and we just really just stay to ourselves and take life one day at a time, make sure we go to church on time and, and do the directive that Jesus is teaching us to do and be. And uh, just really just however I can help, I can. I try to help in the community as much as I can. I've been really thinking about getting into coaching. I've just kind of been preparing myself, my life, and making sure that that's what God wants me to do. But I think there is a a need for some for the knowledge I have. I have a lot of knowledge of how to play yeah. the game and how to correct the body and and be uh, be productive. So I'm just kind of being knowledgeable the Lord about when and how and where to do 